Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Mondays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. We've got the Super Bowl set. I will dive into that. We're talking Brady Mahomes. What in the world was LaFleur thinking for the Packers? The Tennessee coaching search, California and Michigan have opened up right after Joe Biden has been inaugurated. Probably a coincidence. Michigan athletes fighting the ridiculous decision to shut down all sports for two weeks. Where will Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, and Aaron Rodgers end up? WWE Network. I'm a subscriber headed to Peacock and Conor McGregor loses in his UFC match on Saturday night. All of that to dive into. But right off the top, Go to fanduel.com slash clay right now. That's fanduel.com slash clay and you can get signed up up to $1,000 free wager anywhere on any bet with your deposit now wide open and able to gamble on sports in Virginia and Michigan. Fanduel.com slash clay. It's simple. FanDuel.com slash Clay Virginia and Michigan now joining Tennessee, Colorado, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, West Virginia. Uh, We've got Pennsylvania, New Jersey, all of those states plus Michigan and Virginia. Ten states now. West Virginia, if I forgot it. Iowa, if I forgot it. Ten states now where you can get up to a $1,000 no-risk wager with your deposit at fanduel.com slash clay. And if you're out there right now and you're saying my state wasn't just named you can go get signed up and the minute that they allow sports gambling in your state you'll get an email you'll be ready to go and you'll be able to put up up to $1,000 free no risk at fanduel.com slash clay. One more time fanduel.com slash clay. I argued the other side of this for a long time. But eventually If facts keep working against you you have to change your opinion and a couple of years ago I acknowledged that Tom Brady is now the greatest quarterback to ever play in the NFL. I argued for Peyton Manning for a long time and my argument was imagine if Peyton Manning had ever had Bill Belichick. Well in the first year that Tom Brady does not have Bill Belichick at the age of 43 He has now put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl and this is, I believe, his greatest accomplishment in his career. Three straight road wins against Washington, New Orleans, and Green Bay playing at home now against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and ending forever, I believe, the argument of who was the most responsible for the New England Patriot dynasty. Was it Brady or was it Belichick? I think this has been decided forever. It was and is Tom Brady. I also think there is now no argument of any other player other than Tom Brady to be the greatest quarterback in NFL history. And I've got a bunch of stats for you here that I want to just blow you away with 
in terms of how impressive Tom Brady has been. Here, you ready for all this? A quarterback aged 40 or older has started the Super Bowl three times. Tom Brady at 43 years old, Tom Brady at 41 years old, and Tom Brady at 40 years old. That is a pretty remarkable statistic when you break it down going forward. Uh, Several other things that I think are significant. Brady will play in his 10th Super Bowl in 19 seasons as a full-time starter. Brady has been more likely to play in the Super Bowl than Michael Jordan was to hit a shot on the basketball court as a percentage of that. NFC Championship wins. Aaron Rodgers won. Drew Brees won. Tom Brady won. Brady has played in the NFC for one year. This is an unbelievable stat as well. How about the number of NFC playoff wins? Brett Favre has the most at 12. Tied for the next most at 10 Aaron Rodgers and Joe Montana. Brady now has 9. And he's played in the NFC for only one year. Six of those wins in the Super Bowl. Three more this year. Brady has the same number of NFC playoff wins as Roger Staubach. More than Kurt Warner. More than Troy Aikman. More than Drew Brees. More than Russell Wilson. More than Steve Young. And more than Eli Manning. When Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl in 2002 Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen were both in kindergarten. Let me repeat that. When Tom Brady played in and won his first Super Bowl Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen who were competing in the AFC Championship were in kindergarten. Tom Brady's 10 Super Bowl appearances matches the combined total of Joe Montana Peyton Manning Aaron Rodgers and Dan Marino. That my friends is not bad. Second most starts in a Super Bowl. Brady has 10 John Elway is second with 5. Brady has doubled the second most appearances in the Super Bowl by anyone. This is off the charts level dominance by Tom Brady. In fact I believe and I'm sure we'll be talking about this some this week on the radio in greater extent but I believe now Tom Brady is the greatest American team sport athlete of all time. I think he surpassed Michael Jordan. Certainly he surpassed LeBron James. I think he surpassed Bill Russell. I think that he is the greatest American pro sports team athlete. Now I'm not comparing him to Federer or Nadal or Serena or uh, any of those guys or Michael Phelps in the Olympics any of that because a lot of that is individual performance. But team sport athletes this is what uh, Tom Brady has done. He has become the greatest American pro sport team athlete of all time. Now Patrick Mahomes is in hot pursuit. Three straight AFC championship games for Patrick Mahomes. He has now won two in a row. He's going to his second straight Super Bowl. He is favored to win his second straight Super Bowl both of which would occur before the age of 26 which is an incredible level of accomplishment. Brady indeed may be going up against the heir apparent to his overall reign the difference being that nobody around Patrick Mahomes' age not Josh Allen not Deshaun Watson not Lamar Jackson not anybody that is around his age so far has looked like 
they are a legitimate contender for his crown of dominance for his age. And so I said it this morning. I said, what would you set the over-under at the number of Super Bowls that Patrick Mahomes will play in considering he's a pocket passer and that we've seen a lot of pocket passers Big Ben, Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, you can Eli Manning, you can run down the list. A lot of those guys have lasted an awful, awful long time in terms of being starters in the NFL. At a minimum, I think it's fair to say that if Patrick Mahomes stays moderately healthy, he's probably got another decade of insanely high-level play and he may have 15 years given all of the ways that we can have athletes in better shape and all the protection that quarterbacks get in terms of the hits that are allowed to be put on their body. He may have 15 more years of uh, big-time playmaking ability and already he is going to be in his second Super Bowl and has a good chance to win a second Super Bowl. Phenomenal matchup for the NFL. Congrats to the NFL for getting us here. Not only did they get us to the Super Bowl, they haven't even had to adjust the schedule. We now have a bye week. Both teams theoretically are healthy. No major COVID issues. It appears the NFL in a COVID season is going to manage to keep its entire schedule intact and play every single game and credit to the NFL because they have announced I believe 22,000 fans will be present in Tampa in 13 days for Super Bowl 55. I can't wait to see what's going to happen there. Okay, so credit to the Chiefs. Credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for putting themselves into the Super Bowl. What about the teams that didn't make it? I'll talk about them in a sec. But first, I had to take a drink of water. The teams that didn't make it. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers are utterly broken right now. They are crushed over their failure to make the Super Bowl. Uh, In particular, I think the most challenging aspect of this is the decision-making at the end of the first half and at the end of the second half for the Green Bay Packers. The touchdown that was given up uh, to uh, Williams, I believe it was, or whatever his name was, the 40-yard roughly touchdown pass that was indefensible and uh, just awful. Tony Dungy said made it 21-10 to 10, uh, at, the, uh, at the half. That may be the wor- Tony Dungy that may be the worst defensive design I've ever seen with 8 seconds and no timeouts left. Green Bay I'm not sure you, how you play man in, how you play inside technique man-to-man and not just play zone and protect the sideline and the end zone. Amazing. All you had to do was give up a pass anywhere on the field other than the end zone and the clock was going to run out without any more points being scored. It would have been 14 to 10 at the half. That was a complete meltdown all systems failure by the Green Bay Packer defense. Also, so I would change that play. I was more troubled by that play than I was late. But how do you make the decision if you are Matt LaFleur on 4th and eight? to kick a field goal allowing your team to give the ball voluntarily back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady when we've seen Tom Brady win close games for 20 years and then you come back and allow him to get the ball and run out the clock. I know some Packer fans were upset about the call that gave the Bucs a first down and effectively ended the game. 
it was a clear grab of the jersey. Now, they let them play all game long. I tend to not get as fixated on officiating issues when my team has made disastrous decisions that they control. The Packers lost this game not because of an officiating decision because I still don't feel like they would have gone down the field and scored anyway with no time left uh, and no timeouts left but primarily because of the way they finished the first half and the way they finished the game. Uh, You can't kick a field goal there. You can't play hoping for the best possible result of a failure by your other team. You have to grab control of the game. The most aggressive and fearless team typically wins. And that's what Bruce Arians' Tampa Bay Buccaneers squad was against the Packers. What stinks about the Packers is Aaron Rodgers, I'm not sure he's ever going to get back here again. He may finish his career with only one Super Bowl. At least he's got one. But this was as good of an opportunity as he could have had. I think the Packers were the better team. I think they choked it away. It wasn't like Brady was perfect. He threw a lot of interceptions. Credit to that front, uh, front defensive front of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who put a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers, sacked him a bunch of times. But this is a failure of the Green Bay Packer organization. I'm not sure where it goes from here. But I would be sick if I had to watch that play calling that fourth down decision from Matt LaFleur to take away the ball from the NFL's MVP this year in Aaron Rodgers and not give him an opportunity to get it back there. That is super, super difficult I think to contemplate. On the Bills side I didn't think Sean McDermott coached a win. He also gave up I thought early and kicked field goals. Ultimately you're not going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs with field goals and we saw that as Patrick Mahomes and company dominated. But I do think if you're a Bills fan if you had told the average Bills fan hey, Josh Allen is going to be the third best quarterback in the NFL this year and you are going to be in the AFC Championship game after going 13-3 and and winning two playoff games every Bills fan in America would have been jumping through the tables smashing them in joy over breaking a quarter century of non-playoff success. I don't know if Josh Allen has officially hit his ceiling I don't know how much better he can get but that combo this year of Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen was a big winner. You need a running game to better complement him and you also need to go back and figure out why the defense regressed this season. But a 15-4 season for the Buffalo Bills and an AFC Championship game appearance you can't feel bad at all about that. If I'm a Packer fan I feel sick to my stomach for a long time going forward. If I'm a Bills fan I'm cautiously optimistic that at some point we're going to find our way back to the Super Bowl and get a chance to win for Jim Kelly, Andre uh, Reed, and Thurman Thomas and that era of Bills, Bruce Smith that were so much fun to watch but never could quite take the next step. A bunch of different stories out there I want to dive into. The Tennessee coaching search is ongoing. I know there are a lot of people out there who feel like nobody does coaching searches better than Tennessee in terms of all the excitement in terms of all the mayhem. Uh, Certainly that led to Lane Kiffin it led to Derek Dooley it led to Butch Jones it led to Jeremy Pruitt. Now you've got Danny White helming up the search. There's a lot less talking going on. There's a lot less discussion about exactly which names are in play. I have told you that there are a bunch of people that I believe are intrigued by this job. I am hoping that Danny White is going to be able to seal the deal and bring a big time winner down to Knoxville. I think that's what's going to end up happening. 
fingers crossed. I think it'll happen early in the next few days. Uh, I think by Wednesday there's a very good chance we'll know the next head coach of the University of Tennessee potentially sooner which is a pretty quick turnaround relative to that press conference when Jeremy Pruitt was fired and uh, which was only one week ago from today I believe. Uh, And uh, I think Tennessee football is headed for better days. So that is my update on the Tennessee coaching search. Um, I want to give props to Michigan athletes. The University of Michigan made a disastrous decision that isn't supported by any of the science to shut down athletics on campus for two weeks. Doesn't make any sense at all in any possible way. Uh, But I give credit to Michigan athletes for fighting to play. Props to them. Uh, for making what I believe is the right decision to look at the data, recognize that the two-week shutdown makes no sense. They're doing this over a new uh, variant of COVID uh, even though players and coaches continue to have no major issues as we approach February and college Mm -hmm. athletics has all been played safely. So props to the University of Michigan and their athletes for standing out and making the statement that they are. I want to tell you too uh, xchairclay.com if you are noticing that I am sitting in this chair and you're thinking to myself my God Clay Travis looks so comfortable he works all day long and yet he has so much energy three hours of radio this show live for sometimes a half hour 40 minutes straight hardly any break at all television coming up in just a little bit as well every single day not to mention running a big media operation in OutKick how does he do it? Well Part of it's being comfortable and sitting in the right chair and having the right support lower back xchairclay.com This is the best chair I've ever sat in. And a lot of you out there are starting to work from home. You are changing the way that you live on a day-to-day basis and you can't be productive without also being comfortable. Lower lumbar support. Again, I'm literally doing this show while sitting in this chair. I work here all day long. I do my radio show. I've got a home studio I've got a home television. I'm in this chair all day and you can be too. All you have to do is go to xchairclay.com That's xchairclay.com This is not a surprise. California has opened back up five days after Joe Biden was inaugurated. Michigan has opened back up bars and restaurants two days after Joe Biden was inaugurated. This is a total catastrophe the biggest flaw since the Vietnam War public policy has failed lockdown deaths according to a recent study that we wrote about at OutKick are likely to cause more deaths than COVID is over the next several years. We have destroyed the economy. We have taken kids out of school I want to give props to a Nashville school board member as a kid who was a K-12 through school board uh, school, public school attendee in Nashville. Uh, I want to give credit to, uh, to this woman and let me make sure that I pull it up and get her name right. There are so many people out there that are afraid to go back to school and I want to give credit to some of the, uh, some of the people that are speaking out. Nashville school board member Fran Bush told teachers to quote quit your day job if they don't feel safe returning to school buildings. Chicago, teachers voted not to return to school. I think it's time for politicians and for leaders to say okay, you don't have to work but you're either going to get fired or we're cutting your pay in half if you insist on working remotely because you are not helping 
all of these children out there who desperately need to be back in school. Schools have been closed for nearly a year in this country even though the science is straightforward and clear. Remember, back in June, all of the pediatricians came out and they said, kids need to be back in school in June. And here we are sitting at the end of January and the majority of public school kids in the country are still not back in school. This is a complete failure and it is a political sideshow with no justification. California shut down. Now they're opening back up. Michigan shut down. Now they're opening back up. This is all a charade. It's kabuki theater. It's cosmetic theater. The data is clear. If you truly look at the science, kids should be back in school and all of the economy should be open. If you are terrified to go outside of your house, you can stay indoors. But the vast majority of Americans don't have that luxury. It's time to get back to work. If you are old and infirm, hopefully we're going to get the vaccine to you sooner rather than later. You can continue to shelter in place. But the rest of us, those 50 and under have almost no risk from COVID whatsoever. We need to be back at work. We need to be back getting the economy up and running. And speaking of the economy up and running, we've got a lot of people reaching out that want to be advertising and a part of the OutKick army out there. And that's why I'd like to welcome Alexander Thompson Arnold PLLC uh, to OutKick and thank you for partnering with us. ATA provides tax and advisory services in the Middle Tennessee area out of its Nashville office. When you need a partner for your business they can help navigate the waters in order to help you build the value of your most prized asset, your business. At their core, ATA is the premier source of accounting and advisory services to help clients achieve their goals. If you're in the greater Nashville market, be sure to check them out and go ahead and support them. Alexander Thompson Arnold PLLC. They are at atacpa.net slash Nashville Tennessee slash OutKick. We're going to put up a video for them. I appreciate them. I appreciate their support. And I'd encourage you guys to all out in the Nashville area and beyond go support them as well. Uh, So a lot to be excited about with them. I appreciate them joining on. A couple of other different storylines that I want to hit. WWE Network is headed to Peacock. Uh, Peacock is out there. The WWE Network is no longer going to be its own standalone uh, over-the-top network. Uh, We are subscribers in this household because my kids love wrestling. You might have heard us have uh, Drew McIntyre, the WWE champ, on the radio show last week. I'm thinking about going down to Tampa to watch WrestleMania with my boys because I think they would love it so much in April. I think this is a really smart move by Peacock uh, which I have been watching because I absolutely love the Kevin Costner show Yellowstone. If you're looking for something new to watch and you haven't streamed Yellowstone yet uh, I caught up on Yellowstone last May or June. It's phenomenal. Uh, They just finished I think the third season if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I've watched every single one of them. It's on the Peacock Network. Kevin Costner it's set in Montana makes me want to go visit Montana. I've never been there before but they're starting to roll out a lot of great content at Peacock uh, and the WWE Network I think is a great addition to uh, their programming overall. Uh, Conor McGregor lost this weekend I question how many more fights he is going to have in his career I don't know how many of you stayed up late on Saturday night to watch the UFC Conor McGregor uh, really got soundly beaten in the second round his leg was all messed up 
He was knocked out. You probably saw the memes of Conor McGregor as they tapped him out. Um, Credit, by the way, I'm always amazed by the UFC fighters who are able to do interviews even after the beatings that they take in those rings. Uh, And I was really impressed uh, with what Dustin Poirier, and I might be mispronouncing his name. Uh, I didn't have audio when I watched the fight and I'm not a UFC guy. I watch when Conor McGregor is involved. I know UFC guys a little bit like soccer guy. If you're not an expert in their sport, it's like why in the world? They complain because you don't talk about it. And then they also complain because you don't talk about it enough. It's crazy. Uh, but that is a uh, that is going to be interesting to see what happens going forward for Conor McGregor. I know a ton of you were watching that as well. Uh, finally, Matthew Stafford has requested a trade There are going to be a lot of different teams interested in Matthew Stafford. The Detroit Lions, it's one of the most amazing stats unfortunately for the Lions in all of sports. The Detroit Lions have gone, think about this for a minute, one playoff win since 1957 in Detroit. One playoff win since 1957. Uh, Really incredible uh, uh, record of futility there I think there's going to be a lot of interest in Matthew Stafford we're going to be unpacking this on the radio program tomorrow we are headed for one of the most interesting off seasons that we have ever seen quarterbacks whose futures are in question Deshaun Watson Aaron Rodgers Matthew Stafford Dak Prescott Sam Darnold Carson Wentz Jared Goff Jimmy Garoppolo Cam Newton Teddy Bridgewater Mitchell Trubisky, Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith, and Ben Roethlisberger. We don't have any idea what's going to happen. That's a list from Adam Schefter. Relatively few teams have quarterback certainty right now. That list is setting up for what could be an incredibly wild NFL offseason as all of the quarterbacks decide where they're going to play going forward. It is going to be utterly insane to follow. Go get signed up. Virginia and Michigan sports gambling is now live in your states at fanduel.com slash clay. My thanks to the X-Chair guys and also my thanks to Alexander Thompson Arnold PLLC. I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. This has been Outkick the Show. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I'll be on television here in a little bit breaking down the reaction of the NFC and the AFC Championship Games. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Monday. I'll see you on the radio show tomorrow. I'll see you on television in just a little bit. Go check out Outkick.com and I appreciate all of you. This has been Outkick the Show.